At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. the hollow sky podcast we're your hosts i'm steven and i'm kyle and i want to start today's shows off on a serious note um our deepest sympathies and condolences go out to everyone that was affected by the horrible storms and bad weather that hit last night across the midwest and the southeast uh the scenes are just devastating and anyone who's impacted our heart goes out to you yeah absolutely and we you know thankfully we didn't have a lot go on here we had sirens constantly going off our phones were constantly going off and the, the kids were terrified it it wasn't fun and i don't know I, like steve said our, our hearts go out for any to anybody that lost people lost their everything you know hopefully things start to look back up in the near future for you yep check on your people and take care of your people absolutely devastating so for today's show, we're going to go in on part two on the finders. If you haven't listened to the first, uh, definitely go back and do that. Also want to make note that it is trigger warning on both episodes and involves the abuse of children. So do not listen if that is something that you uh, can't really take in. And we totally understand it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not an enjoyable topic at all whatsoever. Uh, but before that, we got to get through all the business. So check us out at all our socials, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Come and hang out with us. You know the deal. If you have a paranormal experience you'd like to get to us, there's plenty of ways to do it. Kyle will let you know. Yeah, most of that's in the show notes now. But you can use your voice memo app on your smartphones. You can record it, send it to the email, which is going to be com. You can... Write out your stories. You can call the phone anytime you want. You can text the phone anytime you want. And then I would assume by now, a lot of you would be smart enough to figure out our recording schedule. Because I'm waiting to see how many people want to talk to us and want to call the phone. But because usually we have to put the feeler out. And I've, I've made it known that, you know, me and Steve could be sitting here right now. And I, I wouldn't be opposed to taking a phone call and and just rolling with it, you know? And I, I don't think that we'll, we would ever be against that at all. Nah, we're good. Yeah, so, I mean, always feel free to call. And if, you know what, if we're in the middle of an episode recording and we don't want to end it, I'll shoot, I'll shoot the number of text back and say, hey, just give us 30 minutes, we're almost done recording this episode, we'll get back at you, so... Just keep that in mind. You know, we got, and we do have a little bit of business to talk about today. So, show's going to start late. Someone will mark it. They always do. Right. So, you know, I, I want to personally give a, a big shout out to my wife starting out because I went and spent 
significant amount of money on these microphones. Kyle got us some big boy mics. Yeah, I got us the Shure SM7Bs. Big, big money spender. And uh, you still, I still had some stuff to grab. So my wife went out of her way after work, drove all around St. Louis to pick up the last couple pieces for us. And so a big shout out to that. Like that, I know it's small, but those things mean a lot when people go way out of their way for me and I don't, I don't ask them to, I don't know, just, it just hits different, you know? And then, then we had the pleasure and it was, it was fucking cool to be able to, not only did we get probably one of the sickest tables I've ever seen in existence. It is badass, but the dudes from Titan Granite are fucking awesome. It was like, fun hanging out with them. It was like sure. I feel like we totally could have just sat there all day long and talked weird shit. Like it, the conversation was so easy, and it was cool. They just come and hang out, and they deliver the table. We kicked it for a while, you know, and we he hooked had a, us up with some monsters. Yeah, and went out of his way, got monster for us, got us koozies, all types of shit. So huge shout out to you guys. And like like we said, if anybody needs anybody in the local St. Louis area needs countertops, tables, you name it, hit them guys up. Their shit's awesome. And they're super easy to work with. And they're just great guys. So definitely hit them up if you need anything. I second that. Um, ways to support the show. Tons of ways you can support the show. If you want to send us some cool stuff, we have a P.O. box in the show notes. Uh, we have a Patreon. You can go and sign up for that. Get extra cool stuff. We have a merch store. Go and get you some t-shirts. It's also dope. We've got a Venmo where you can pop over and get us some monster money, which has been popping off pretty cool. So thanks to everybody for that. Or if you want to, you can leave us a five-star rating and review, which is the best way you can support us. Leaving us a review and telling all your friends, word of mouth, pass the podcast around as much as you can. We're closing in on half a million downloads and we're trying to push, push, push. So that being said, if you leave us a five-star rating and review, we will gladly shout you out. Still running through our UK reviews here. So today is brought to us. Today's review is brought to us from... Cast Cash says, amazing, so many podcasts on these topics, but I quickly lose interest. Not with this one, however. It's informative and well-researched. Love working my way through the episodes. Well, Cast Cash, we're glad you enjoy it, and we love the support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's cool, like, I don't know. We, we've been called modest quite often, and I think we'll forever stay modest, but it is super fucking cool how dedicated our listeners are to us. Like it's, it's crazy. Like we just got uh koozies, Bigfoot koozies in the mail. Oh yeah. Listeners sure. sent to us. Shout out William. Yeah. So that was awesome. You know? And, and then I put feelers out, which here comes a big one. I'm, I'm cause I only reach X amount of people per social media. Cause all I have is Instagram and discord, but I've already put feelers out there. And then here we go. Full bore. You know, me and Steve have decided to divide and conquer and push as much content out as we can because our work schedules fluctuate so much. And sometimes I'm available to record and Steve's not, vice versa. So we're just dividing and conquering and we're getting, we're good. We plan on blowing, taking Hollow Sky to the moon and, and as far as we can go with it. So there are going to be nights where I put out feelers on Instagram and Discord. So if you're not in either one of them, you should. And the same for people on Instagram, Discord. If if you want to follow Steve on TikTok or uh, Twitter, Facebook. yeah, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Like I'm gonna host Zoom meetings with. I'm gonna start out with like one to five people, take our time with it, but basically do open conversation, and that'll be for the Patreon side of things. And then content creators, I got something special for you guys. So everybody needs to hit us up if you want to hang out because it's going to get a lot of content is going to start coming out the door as much as we can handle anyways. Yeah, we're going to try to focus on YouTube too and start making some secondary uh, content for that platform because I feel like they kind of get 
like fall on the wayside because we're yeah, not and video we, people. Yeah, and we don't have the proper video equipment right now. Like yeah. we're slowly upgrading things as we can. Like it's just that's just kind of the way we have to work right now. We're getting there. We promise. Yeah, we have life that gets in the way constantly. Yeah, but we are working on a whole bunch of stuff. So stay tuned and reach out if you want to talk. Like I said, other podcast hosts, content creators, YouTube hosts. If you want to come and talk with us, reach out. Yeah, and we please. Will keep building the hall sky army yeah i think it'll be i think it's gonna get crazy and i i was humbling because i think you just read it where somebody said that we feel like we're a part of the show we're not oh, just yeah. listening to the show yeah and i'm like that's that's what we're going for that's why we're here we want everybody to be as big a part of this as we are which is why discord hits so hard because everybody's involved in there it's a good community yeah and now now that we're opening up, like I realize that it is for Patreon and don't get me wrong. Some of those conversations on Patreon are going to make it to the mainstream eventually, you know, but we have to do stuff for our Patreon first. It's just kind of the way it goes, but the overall general show will never change. It's always going to be what it is. And it's just, like I said, we're going to try to put out more and more as, as much as we can for you guys. So I will now, recede from my soapbox i was trying to fix this anyway back on track if you have a paranormal experience you'd like to submit to us we will gladly feature it on an upcoming show that being said today's listener experience of the day is brought to us by our friend holden he says hey guys my name's holden from st louis missouri i have a story to share myself this took place when i was about 17 years old i'm now 28 it was two buddies and myself at one of my buddies' house. The house was surrounded by woods, and we had a tree house and a campfire out there. The tree house is about 30 yards away from the actual house. We were out there one night making a fire and just hanging out and talking. We were out there around 1 or 2 a.m. on a Friday night, and we started to hear leaves and sticks crumbling and breaking around us, and more than one spot around us. We quickly, quickly assumed it was a deer or some other nocturnal anim, animal and didn't mind it. As we kept talking, we heard what we thought was a whistle coming from someone's mouth. It was faint, but yet noticeable. We all got quiet and wanted to know the source of all these noises. My buddy Joe quietly says, Hey guys, is that a kid? So my other buddy and I looked in the area where Joe was looking, and sure enough, we saw what was a black shadow about the size of a small child, three or four feet tall, with illuminated eyes. Joe then threw a rock at the child, and the child disappeared. We didn't talk or discuss what we had saw at that moment. Minutes later, we saw it again, but this time there were two of them. Joe had gotten up without saying a word and sprinted toward the children. My buddy and I quickly followed him. We were on a wild chase after these kids for what seemed like 10 minutes. We all quickly came to a stop and realized we were standing in a circle of mushrooms, in the dead center of it, when we stopped. We kept hearing what sounded like someone or something running in circles around us. We didn't know what to do or say, and we were scared. The noises came to a stop, and when they did, we took off and no one had any idea where we were going. Somehow we ended up in the backyard of our buddy's house, not far from the treehouse. We didn't even see the fire we had made. So we went back to put out the fire and go inside. When we got back, the fire was already completely out. No embers, no smoke, like as if we'd never made one. We went inside Joe's house and went to bed. The next day we asked Joe's parents if they had put the fire out. They answered no, that they were asleep by 10. We went back out to the treehouse and campfire area to investigate, and were very confused. We walked the entire area of the woods that backed up to, the, to a lake and never found the mushroom circle that we were in the night previous. We came back to the treehouse and went in the treehouse. I walked in first and noticed that on the floor of the treehouse there was a single mushroom that had been picked and placed in the center of the floor. After that, we never went back to the treehouse and swore up and down to keep it to ourselves until today. Holden, that's wild, bro. Well, I can tell you where my brain goes right away. I feel like it's the Fae. Yeah, that circle of mushroom thing kind of. Yeah, like I totally feel like the Fae. And there have there's more than enough accounts where there is a, there will be accounts of missing time when it comes to the Fae. It's freaking gnomes, bro. Or they're also tricksters, you know, so did they put the fire <clears> out on you? Or were you gone for far longer than you thought? Because that would be terrifying. That would be bad. What if... What if and the the Fey is just such a weird subject, man. Like it is so weird. There's so many rules when it comes to them. You're not supposed to do a bunch of different things. And of course, I'm not gonna remember all those rules. No. I'm gonna fuck up. 
It's going to happen. <laughs> and they're they're going because you're not supposed to give your name or nothing like that and I I probably would. And it's it's creepy because it's close to home him being from yeah, St. Louis. Yeah. Super close. The whistling like I had recounted in a Patreon story um where I had he- I've heard whistling in the woods walking out to my car from my parents' house late at night. And me being myself decided to whistle back which is a no-no yeah I never whistle in the woods after dark but um anyway there was this whole correspondence with this whistling and hearing hearing something moving through the woods and eh, i don't know it's just wild but i'm curious to know if you uh i know this was posted on facebook holding if you hear this uh hit me back on facebook and kind of kind of pinpoint the area for me a little bit there i'm curious go. as to how close it is but yes, if you have a paranormal encounter you'd like to share with us that we can feature and share with everybody else, definitely do so. That is, I wonder if if Faye is involved with missing time the same. They as like they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely have missing time, and then, ironically enough, they also have this. From what I understand, anyways, they also have the ability to do the whole like they take you. And you could, uh, let's just pretend you live a year with the Fae, but they have the ability to return you in the moment they took you. 20 and back. Basically, yes. With, with yeah. gnomes. Yeah. Great. So there's that. And then then they also have from rumors where they can replace you too. Oh. So there's that. With a mimic. Yeah, they, I think they call them changelings. I believe mm, that's better. the... Slang for it. That's what I meant. I could be wrong. If there are any Fey experts out there, please correct me. Because, like I said, the Fey is so fun to to learn about. I think it's I think it's uh, terrifying. It's it's terrifying, but it's just I don't know. There's just something else to it for me. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. And Fey stories are they're some of my favorite. They're they're just so bizarre. They are like you would you wouldn't think that a little Tinkerbell thing. Would be so malicious at times. Get on YouTube and look up gnome videos where people have been capturing gnomes. I've seen things. some of them and they're bizarre. I want to go find a gnome. That'd be dope. Yeah, and then you'll get replaced with gnome Kyle. Well, I mean, if he's cool, over there giggling on the mic. If he's cool, I would put him. I'd be like, bro, bro, I like lawn gnomes, so I'll build you a little shack out in the front yard if you want to hang out. You realize you just like, invi- good with you that. realize you just invited the fae to your house. No, a gnome, which is... if. He's cool. I'm just saying. Well, I'm currently at your house, so maybe he's going to come here. <laughs> That's all right. The haunted doll keep him away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, wrapping back around. It's been a minute skirt, since me skirt. and Kyle have hung out, so yeah. we're all over the place. Yeah, it happens. Time to get serious. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We're jumping back into I this. I forgot. It's the... Bullshit. That is the Finders cult. Um, Again, trigger warning. It does feature... um child abuse so definitely tune out if that's not something that you want to hear i'm trying to think back where we left off uh pretty sure it's right where all the initial charges were dropped and the media started backpedaling on the entire incident kind of just wiping it under the rug when it comes to the the kids that were found yeah yeah making it seem like oh these these dudes weren't up to anything nefarious not a big deal. So all charges against Hallwell and Ammerman were subsequently dropped and they were released without incident. It's quoted that authorities dropped child abuse charges against two members of the Finders Commune who were arrested last month when police found them with 600 hungry and dirty children in a city park. Police Lieutenant Roy Dickey said prosecutors and defense attorneys agreed to the dismissal late Tuesday night and Howell and Ammerman were promptly, promptly released from jail. Dickey states they did not find that the original probable cause was invalid, but upon further investigation, they found that the facts were different than they originally appeared to the officers that made the arrest. Now, keep in mind, these some of these children did show signs of sexual abuse. So how the, this just kind of was overlooked and disregarded... It blows my mind. Well, it's you know, it's all connections. It blows my mind. It's connections. At this point, uh, women started coming forward claiming to be the mother uh, or claiming to be the mothers of the children found at the park. While waiting for the fate of the children to be decided, the finders held a small, bizarre press conference at 
the warehouse in D.C. CBS News was there to capture the weirdness. A spokesman for the group, Robert Gardner Terrell, sat with his back to a small crowd and the camera. He sat there with a Ronald Reagan mask on the back of his head. Absolutely batshit bonkers, dog. I never heard that. That's weird. In this bizarre interview... He wore wore on the back of his head, too. Yeah, he was sitting with his back to the crowd and the cameras, and he had a Ronald Reagan mask on backwards where it looked like Reagan's face was on the back of his head. That's so weird. Is there a reasoning for that, or did (laughs) he just did it? I don't know if it was some bizarre, like... I didn't know political if, statement. Yeah, I didn't know if anybody like threw a theory out there as to why he did it because, like, when we were looking into the uh, doorknob ritual, remember whenever that one person came out of their apartment or whatever and they were photographed wearing a, a rat mask? Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And that was that was supposedly it is a like a it's in the CIA world and stuff like that. That was basically a notion that. This is what happens if you turn rat, if you start narking on people. It could have just been an FU to the right. government, you know? Like right. Just just blatant, like, well, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. Right. Yeah, and I, I wasn't sure. That's the only reason why I asked. Yeah, I didn't, uh, like, outside of that, I didn't really really find anything on it. Just right. that it was just so, I, I want to say out of pocket, but I guess when you're dealing with a uh, cult, nothing's out of pocket. <laughs> But in this bizarre interview, Terrell stated that the children's mothers were in D.C. with him and had been having conversations with the police. He stated that the organization's first priority is getting the children back. He also vaguely mocked all the media attention, stating, It's a relief and I'm exhilarated to hear that we're not a satanic cult. End quote. (laughs) All right. However, we're still involved in an extensive and detailed review of the documents and records seized, he states. Or he states that the children have been traveling in Virginia, Kentucky, and Florida since before Christmas with men in the group while their mothers were in San Francisco on, quote, an earning and learning adventure. He also stated that a seventh child, an infant, was in Boulder, Colorado. He goes on to state, we've been in constant contact with the authorities. It hasn't been on a basis of interrogation. It's been in terms of cooperation. Sooner or later, we knew people in Tallahassee would recognize their mistake. When, the, when pressed on the ritualistic slaughtering of the goats, he stated, We had two goats there in the summer, and rather than just leave them there to starve in the winter, we butchered them and ate them. We did it with the children present because we thought it would be a good learning experience for them. It turned out to be a delightful experience for them. We took pictures of the event and kept them for the children as a keepsake. That was what the police found. That's interesting. Yeah, and if you, again, revert back... Like it was, it looked like ritualistic slaughtering of the goats. They right. Presented a head to the children and all kinds of crazy shit. Like I can, I can get behind teaching the children if, if this is your MO to butcher an animal. Like that's not unheard of, right? Like teaching them to work on the farm, so to speak, or what, like if that's your thing, like if that's the school you're at or, or that's the the background you're growing up in, but there, you don't you don't cut the head off and parade it around. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, right. cut a, and, cut and out the, the the unborn goat out of the womb of another one and present it to the children. It's kind of fucked up. Like there are, there are obviously circumstances to my statement there, and I I didn't see the pictures, so I can't elaborate. But you know that. They the excuse is that of hey we were just teaching them how to butcher and prepare an animal like that's the that that's the angle they tried playing which you know you know we know that that's not the case here yeah it's it's wild um a couple of the mothers also participated in the interview we are perfectly good people one mother stated as she appeared on CBS but refused to give her real name. Granted, we have an alternative lifestyle. We're different from Mr. and Mrs. America next door, but we love our children and we're trying to keep a healthy, happy life. And to have this incredible barrage of attention and negativity toward us is really an awful feeling. The women were interviewed by police and provided enough adequate proof uh, that the children were released into their custody via court order. At this point, it pretty much marked the spot where damage control began to start on the finder's case. They're trying to cover up. Right. Make it disappear. Yeah. 
Media outlets and law enforcement's tune began to change on the finders, moving from a satanic cult child trading ring to a, quote, alternative lifestyle commune. Regarding the photos of the slaughtered goats, the media portrayal did a 180 from ritualistic sa satanic sacrifice to misportrayed animal husbandry and a learning experience for the children, stating that everything was taken out of proportion. The white robes were simply butcher's aprons as to not get blood on clothing, and the photos of the children being presented with severed goat's head while crying and removing dead goat fetuses were simple learning experiences in nature and life training. Steve, it was a good time. The kids really we enjoyed took, it. We took pictures for keepsakes, all right? You know, uh, Janice and Gilbert, they they didn't enjoy it. Like they they're the sensitive ones. But Larry and <laughs> Susan, he was they were stoked. He was digging it. They were stoked. And I got noted here. I'm like, it's sort of a weird life training technique when you label the photos as the execution of Henrietta and Igor, and another one labeled as Ben finds Henrietta's womb. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Why would you label that? Because it's keepsakes, Kyle. And then not to mention, why would you, why would you photograph just a normal, like, butcher course? Throwing that out there, it's so it's so proud of my children. They're they're decapitating goats now, and just a pivotal moment in their it's so off the wall, man. In their upbringing, <sighs> then the reports of the uh, abuse began to be questioned. Multiple reports came out challenging these abuse allegations. Granted, this is after a medical professional came forward and said, "Yes, there are confirmed." signs of abuse on these children like confirmed the uh authorities brought in another expert dr nathan greenberg from illinois who's an expert on child abuse was called in by authorities and he stated if there's been sa it's not recent there's apparently no evidence of recent physical harm to the children of any abusive sexual type People began coming forward to the police to further push this narrative. One report speaks of a couple that came forward wanting to provide information on the finders. When the interview took place, the man discussed his relationship with the finders. He stated that they had been involved in assisting with homeless people and a group living and group living for at least 15 years. Uh, he told us that his feeling was that these people were a com commune type of group with very hard working type of work ethic. He went on to say that they've have in the past shown that they are willing to work at any project for the benefit of the group and that he has seen them take any sorts of payment from cash to potatoes for their toil. He uh, felt that they do have a somewhat bizarre lifestyle and they tend to play games upon themselves as well as others. They felt that the group in no way was involved with child abuse or devil worship. So now you have people just coming in. They're like, hey, we know stuff about the finders. And when they go to interview them, they're like, yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> They're pretty they're good, good people. They're pretty good folk. They're weird, but they're good. Yeah, they're good people. And I noted that it's odd that these reports started popping up in defense of the group after they're trying to scrub this whole thing. Clean. Right. This, from here, the entirety of the incident began being kept uh, closed from the media and anyone outside of the CIA involvement. Uh, Mr. Raymond Martinez, he was the person who broke the story and put out all of the reports about initially checking out the warehouse and um, found all the photos. He was to meet with the de detective Bradley, but Bradley was un unable. He met with a third party who s then went forward to say that this is strictly a CIA matter. It was not to be discussed outside of that. That is until 1993. So everything went under wraps for the next five years, just disappeared off the face of the earth. 1993, the Department of Justice decided to reopen the case on the grounds of conspiracy and that the CIA possibly had direct ties to the finders. Somebody had gotten in their ear saying, okay. there's more to this shit than what we think's going on here. A detective, Skip Clements, another agent for U.S. Customs, had come forward stating that the customs investigators were called off by the CIA. A senior official told them, that it was a specific CIA matter and that customs were no longer on the case. When the Department of Justice started putting pressure on the CIA, a spokesperson came out to do damage control. A CIA spokesperson, David Christian, 
claimed that this was a misunderstanding by Martinez. He states that when Martinez was told that the Finders investigation was a CIA matter, it was because one of the members of the Finders was employed as a part-time accountant at a company called Future Enterprises Incorporated. This is where the CIA members also trained for computer ops, prompting an internal investigation. The vice president at the time confirmed that the company had trained CIA operatives, but denied that the company was a front for the finders. Um, This directly contradicts a police document that I found from February 19th of 1987, that equates the CIA agent as confirming that his agency was sending its people to a Finders Corporation Future Enterprises for training computer operations. So it is quoted as a Finders Corporation Future Enterprises. It came out that over 20 former members of the group had been interviewed in the time leading up to 1993. They stated that the organization started out well enough as an alternative lifestyle commune in the 1960s, but many of them became disenchanted with the quasi-military order under direct supervision of Marion Petty, the game caller. Many former members stated that they feared retribution from the Finder's organization. In the case of Redacted, she needed police intervention to stop harassment from the Finders. In another Redacted case, a structure was burned down and remains as an open arson. In another report, members of the Finders attempted to infiltrate blank in the United States. I'm assuming that's probably the Pentagon because they were investigated or some of the files that they found when they uh, went through the warehouse was how to infiltrate the Pentagon. Oh. So. Well, I mean, at least that's a super easy task. Yeah, they also had all those maps of tunnels and sewers running underneath D.C. So I'm assuming that redacted means Pentagon. Can't confirm it, though. Odds are. Yeah. In general, all members of the finders who had left the group felt the harm would come to them if they spoke out against Petty or his organization. A detective interviewed all of the family members who were willing to speak on the matter. Specifically, they all stated that Petty had brainwashed their children and prevented any contact with their children or grandchildren. Members of the Finders, according to family members, would stop any contact by sending letters describing explicit sexual acts involving current members, including photographs and drawings. In another redacted case, members of the Finders attempted to take over a family residence and forced a relative of the member completely out of her, fo- out of her home. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have... Crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, 
engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. One report states the FBI had been in contact with the finders since 1971, with one report dealing with the CIA involvement of at least one member of the finders passing information overseas concerning activities of the CIA. However, it was made apparent that no federal laws were violated and the FBI vacated the specific investigation. It's also stated that, or this also started the systematic discredit of U.S. Customs Agent Ramon uh, Martinez. Again, he was the one who made the initial search of the warehouses in D.C. When the case was reopened in 1993, mass amounts of the initial documents had disappeared or been redacted. Medical reports, psychological reports, all redacted. All mention of evidence Agent Martinez has rec- had recorded finding at the warehouse property had been erased, redacted, or just completely written off as untrue, stating that Martinez had some sort of ulterior motive in the investigation and that he was grossly over-exaggerating what he saw. I have a couple other um, things here I got pulled up for Martinez we're going to look at. Um, One of the smear campaigns were that he was um, in cahoots with right-wing extremists. Uh, One specifically is a patriot militia zealous named Mark Kroenke. I don't know if that's accurate, but Kroenke was... At first, one of the suspects in the 1993 Oklahoma City bombing. So they're linking him to some pretty bad dudes trying to smear his name. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and I heard they, from what I understood, is they did a really good job. Yeah, he lost his job. Like uh, they with fucked the his department. life up. Yeah, he pretty much just had to go underground, basically. Yeah, and I know that some people have reached out to him to try and interview him and help blow the case wide open. And that's of recent times. And he doesn't want to talk to fucking anybody. He wants out of all of it because they've already destroyed his life. And he's like, I I just, I'm done. Like, I don't need any more of this. The smoke was too much. Yep. And some of the files that I mentioned I was after were, um, just a bunch of, uh, correspondence with, Martinez to some uh, fellow investigators and I'm still hoping that maybe the person I reached out to will get back to me and send them to me. If they do, I'll do a follow-up episode on that specifically Uh, Martinez point of view for the whole case and everything that went down. But as of right now, like I said, I haven't heard anything back Uh, from there. We're going to go into the game caller. The Game Caller, it would come out that the leader and undisputed creator of this cult, the Game Caller, was a man by the name of Marion Petty. He also went by other nicknames as well, including the Student, the Stroller, and the Pathfinder. Here's some background on Mr. Petty. He was an Air Force Master Sergeant who retired in 1956. He bought extensive amounts of woodland property in rural Madison County, Virginia. He started the Finders in the late 1960s as a, quote, communal social experiment, which was kind of the thing to do at the time. He sought out intelligent, well-educated people who could discuss the latest thought in philosophy, psychology, and the development of the human race. There's an ongoing theory by people close to this case that believe that although he retired in 1956, Petty kept close ties to not only the military, but various intelligence agencies. One example is right after the Tallahassee arrest, Lieutenant Lee Hart of the Culpeper Police Department, an area where Petty owned land, made an odd statement in an interview with the Tallahassee Police Department. He stated that Petty would, quote, probably go to Andrews Air Force Base and get a military plane straight to China, end quote. What an oddly specific thing to mention, because what fleeting criminal criminal could just go grab a military escort to fucking China? Right. Further confirming his ties, despite adamantly denying ties with the CIA and the military after his retirement, Petty himself admitted that his wife was actually employed by the CIA. His son worked for Air America, 
a widely known front for a CIA ops. In an interview, Petty is quoted as saying, I just kept an open house to a lot of the counterintelligence and intelligence people over the years. I've been reported to their security officers probably plenty of times for trying to find out what's going on in the world. I've tried all my life to get behind the scenes in the CIA. I sent my wife in as a spy to spy on the CIA for me. She was very happy about it, happy to tell me everything she found out. She was in a key place, you know, with the records. She could find out all sorts of things for me. And my son worked in Air America, which is a proprietor of the CIA. There were some connections, but none to me personally. The Virginia State Police executed another search warrant on a property that was registered to Petty. A special agent for the Virginia State Police stated that his organization executed search warrants at the 600-acre Finders Farm in Nethers, Madison County, Virginia. The agent stated that this group appeared to be a survivalist organization with attempts to take over city government in Culpeper, Virginia. During the Virginia State investigation, information was revealed that bodies were possibly buried on the farm at Nethers, but excavations didn't reveal anything substantial. However, multiple cages were discovered on the property. Witnesses nearby came forward and revealed that the cages were used to keep children in during their visits to the farm. Petty purchased the D.C. warehouse properties in the 70s with the intent to use them to expand on his finder's expeditions. At multiple times, he had people within the group file Freedom of Information Acts with the FBI, the CIA, the Air Force, the Navy, in regards to searching any information on himself and other prominent members of the group simply to see what kind of information they had on the group. Which, that's pretty fucking smart. Yeah. It's crazy that this guy just had the nerve to... I'm just going to spy on the CIA. Yeah, he's like... Baby, hell. you're going in. And she's like, okay. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'll be I'll be happy to do this. Like, it it would... it would For me, it, it initially suggests that the dude's crazy or he's had government slash military training that he's confident enough to go into these places. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The average Joe like you and me are going to be like, no. No, I'm not even going to get within 10 feet of the CIA. Yep. It, it is, it just, it's odd to me that, like, the information he couldn't get, he just filed for Freedom of Information Act. He's like, yo, let me know what you know. Um, a, later's custom, a later customs report states that the CIA actually admitted to owning the Finders organization as a front for a domestic computer training operation and that it had gone bad. Okay. Yeah, Zing. it went bad. There it is. Well, and that's the other thing that <clears throat> I was going to say is that uh, it's crazy. Like for the average person, you could see where it gets tricky hunting down these things because how I was saying earlier how you have the Finders Corp group and then like the CIA will use all these fronts yeah, to hide behind and the average Joe doesn't really know how to navigate those waters so it just gets it gets really really tricky to to hunt some of this stuff down you know yep so the cia finally after a while they came out and they're like yeah they we kind of put it together but it just sort of went south so we're sorry about that uh before i wrap this up i've got a couple other things here um i dug through and looked through all 600 pages of the files and it there, I I can post the links for everybody if you guys want to sit down and chomp through it. There is some bizarre shit in there. Um, there was the McMartin preschool incident, which happened in the '80s, where kids of this preschool <clears throat> came forward talking about ritualistic abuse and satanic activity going on in tunnels underneath the school. Well. It was all just wiped off that it was um, vivid imaginations, the satanic panic was going on, and the the kids heard their parents talking about it, and they just, it just kind of ran over and over and over. Well, in the um, FBI files, there is a map of McMartin Preschool that shows uh, the entrances to the actual tunnels underneath the school that weren't supposed to be under the school. So it the kids weren't lying? No. They said there's multiple doors in the school that had locks on them from the outside only. 
where the kids would be locked into the school. That was in the report. Also, that there was a series of fire alarms in the building that were not connected to any fire department. They were just ran strictly through the school. So when it was pulled, it would alert everyone of anything that they needed to know. If someone was there to check shit out, you pull the fire alarm, everybody knows. They also found um, these tunnels ran uh, to an adjacent building. Um, It was a residential building. I'm not exactly sure how it was tied to it, but it ran underneath the bathroom of that building. They also found some artifacts. I say artifacts, but they weren't old that had uh, satanic occult imagery on it, pentagrams and shit like that, also buried in the tunnels. So that is another case where they're like, hey, nothing's going on. Don't worry about it. These kids are making a big deal out of nothing. That is tied to the finders where there is actual evidence that shit was going on. It's so hard to wrap your brain around because at this point, you know the CIA is involved. You know, they're kind of the spearhead here. Or they're at the very least funding it. So is it that the CIA itself believes in satanic rituals? Or are they just kind of feeding the beast, so to speak, exposing or not exposing, but uh, the word I'm looking for here, basically using this this group to just like with the the Fast and the Furious, they were running drug, you know, not drug guns. Then you have where they've been caught uh, smuggling drugs into the country, and then they figure. Well, if, if people are going to make money off of this, why, why shouldn't we profit from it as well? Yep. You know what I mean? And it is ultra disheartening to even, even bounce the idea around in your head that our own government saw a fucking market for children. They saw that there could be money to be made, and they're like, yo, let's tap in on this. Unless this was just a screen to cover something even bigger. Okay, there's that, but at the same time, it it also doesn't take away the fact that they were nevertheless participating in the moving of children and the abuse of children. Especially especially the time period when the occult and the satanic panic was on everybody's minds. Yeah, and that might have been the smokescreen, you know, just that they used it. But no matter what, for me, it'll never take away the fact, no matter how many smokescreens they throw up, and even if they used this to smoke screen something else that they were doing it'll never change the fact that you partook in selling children into a sexual situation it do, like that does not change anything 100% like you could have went with drugs you could have went with guns you could have went with just about anything else and it wouldn't be as bad as it is right now yeah you know what i mean because you and, and I don't know that market period the end for children or adults is beyond insane. Like it is, it is the most wretched, repulsing thing yeah. on the planet. It is Agreed. ridiculous. Agreed. So I got a couple <laughs> a couple of statements here to wrap up the whole finders uh, situation. Because after the CIA admitted to owning the Finders organization as a front, uh, the summary, this is the summary from the Metropolitan Police Department from the actual FBI documents, and I quote, It's the writer's belief that the Finders organization is and has been utilized by the CIA as a disinformation service spreading non-essential, non-critical information to various organizations throughout the United States and overseas. This group, for the most part, made up for over or is made up of overeducated achiever non-achievers who lack the inborn initiative to succeed on their own therefore they fell in with a charismatic leader who gave them direction and self-importance to the most important part of this organization individually is harmless however when directed and monitored by a controlling factor they are capable of destruction destructive and illegal activities as in any cult structure the main drive is for the group an individual or individual values and ideology is lost. Therefore, when a member is asked to perform a task that heretofore may be objectionable, he or she performs this mission for the good of the group. 
As to the abuse of the children, I don't think that the child abuse was a planned tactic of the group, but as in any cross-section of society, sick and demented subjects belong to this cult as well. I do believe that the shaping of the children is a planned experiment of this group, similar to the Nazis as they strive for a perfect society, thereby in their own way tried to form a group of children and ultimately adults that did not suffer from the ills of normal society, but took only the benefits that were afforded to, that afforded them perfection. Lastly, I do not feel that the finders have disbanded as reported by their leaders, but instead, as reported by their master plan, have appeared to disband to prevent further detection by law enforcement or social services officials. I firmly believe that this group should be monitored in a general sense, and if further developments occur, should be noted. Also, I have a uh, Florida House of Representatives, uh, Tom Lewis, made a comment. Could our own government have something to do with the finders organization and turn their backs on these children? That's what all the evidence points to, and there's a lot of evidence. I can tell you this. We got a lot of people in high places scrambling, and that wouldn't happen if there was nothing behind it. See, and that, not to blow open another conversation, but it kind of makes you, like, with all the shit going on today, you know, with the Epstein and the Maxwell and that whole mess, like, is... Did it just continue? Did it just never go away? And then for that police report where it says, I believe this is a group that should be monitored. No, no. This is a group that needs to be burnt to the fucking ground. Like, what are we doing here? Why Why are we allowing why this to this continue? Yep. Like this, <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't watch and monitor people that sell children. We need to do very bad things to people that sell children. <laughs> That's what we should be doing here. Right. I'm talking send Rambo up in that motherfucker and blow it all up. That's yeah. They deserve yeah. no That's mercy. I mean there's there should be no mercy. Instead, they're potentially still out there just yeah. hanging out. Yeah. And then we know how the CIA operates. We know how the NSA, all of them, they they it might not be the finders now. It might be something else. It might be called something else. It it might not be part of the CIA anymore. It might have moved on to the NSA. It might have moved to the FBI because that's what they like to do. They like to move things around, call them different names, and just like Steve's always said, you know, put up a smoke screen on top of a smoke screen to keep people confused and make the trail harder to find. Yep. Okay, um, my final little rant here is the fronts for the Finders Group, they had multiple different commercial fronts that they used to kind of hide what the fuck was going on. Here are some of them. Finders or Finders Group, Finders Transnational, Finders Transnational Ragged Mountain Ranch Research Center, General Scientific Corporation Rockville, Maryland, The Information Bank, Future Enterprises, Women's Networking Service, and Advanced Cybernetic Technologies Incorporated. Keep note on that last one because it was redacted in almost every single file I found, but there was a few that let it slip through this advanced cybernetic technologies. The story is going to take a hard left. Stick with me. SDI, Strategic Defense Initiative. The Strategic Defense Initiative, diverse or diversively named the Star Wars program, was a proposed missile, de- or missile defense system intended to protect the United States from attack by ballistic strategic nuclear weapons, intercontinental ballistic missiles, and submarine launch ballistic missiles. The concept was announced on March 23, 1983 by President Ronald Reagan, a vocal critic of the doctrine of mutually assured destruction, uh, which he described as a suicide pact between us and Russia. Reagan called upon the American scientists to engineers uh, develop engineers to develop a system that would render nuclear weapons obsolete. The Strategic Defense Initiative Organization was set up in 1984 within the U.S. Department of Defense to oversee this development. A wide array of advanced weapon concepts, including lasers, particle beam weapons, ground and space-based missile systems were studied along with various sensor command and control and high-performance computer systems that would be needed to control a system consisting of hundreds of of combat centers and satellites spanning the entire globe uh, involved in very short battles. The United States holds a significant advantage in the field of comprehensive advanced missile defense systems throughout the decades of extensive research and testing. A number of these concepts were, were obtained, technologies, and insights were transferred to subsequent programs. 
1987, the American Physical Society concluded that the technologies being considered were decades decades away from being ready for use. At least another decade of research was required to know whether the system was even possible. After the publication of the APS, the SDI's budget was reportedly cut. By the late 1980s, the efforts had refocused on um, different concepts with small orbiting missiles. SDI was controversial in some sectors and criticized as threatening to destabilize the mutual assured destruction approach, potentially rendering the Soviet nuclear arsenals useless and reigniting an offensive arms race. Um, The SDI collapsed in 1993 when the Clinton administration went on to push forward their uh, ballistic missiles and the Ballistic Missiles Defense Organization. Why am I telling you all this? Because the one of the main computers running the Strategic Defense Initiative was nicknamed Spock, a Spock supercomputer. The Georgia Technology Research Institute under the Army Strategic Defense Command developed the VLSIC, which stands for Very Large Scale Integrated Circuit Computer Tech, which combines hardware, computer code, semiconductor devices for guidance and controlled simulations of SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative, ground-based interceptors. This technology is known as SPOC, Special Purpose Operation Computing Kernel, which was licensed to Advanced Cybernetic Technologies Incorporated in Rockford, Maryland. Weird. What the fuck? So now it's not only a pedal ring... But it's got ties to advanced computers, advanced, advanced weapon systems, nuclear systems. Like, how does that even fucking work? When I found that, I don't even like why. Because, and I know we briefly talked about this. How you, you know it could have been a smokescreen, the the finders pedo shit, but. The only people that it would be an effective smokescreen to would be the American people. Because Russia's not going to give a fuck if America's dealing in pedo shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not a smokescreen to Russia. And and the time period when this was going on, you know, in 19... It came about in 1983 with at, at the helm of Ronald Reagan, which is who crazy, crazy dude wore the mask backwards in 87. Yeah, right, exactly. Just, just basically saying, like... like you need to clean up this mess or we're going to make a bigger mess for you. That's crazy. It's, I don't know. It's bizarre, man. Like, because that, it, it doesn't, it takes really smart people to be able to manage these systems. You don't get dummy pedo ring guys. You don't get hillbillies from the backwoods making defense systems like this. Weapon systems, uh, it just doesn't happen. So you're gonna have to have some ultra smart. Now, were they were they using the pedo side of things, this this sex trafficking, as like more of a money front, like they needed funding for things? I I I don't even know like where it would go. Like yeah, they you know could, what I like, mean. Tying the two together is not easy. Like did they did they start out with them? with them essentially testing this this SDI system the spot computer and then once once members of the finder realized how how powerful it was how easy it was to communicate all across the the country did they tap into it and use it in the trading of children you know like i don't or I don't fucking know man it would be interesting to know which one came first the finders pedo stuff or this advanced whatever it was, the yeah. the weapon system shit. Because I remember hearing that and I don't know if we talked about it or if it's something I heard, but there were uh we'll just call like for lack of better terms, we'll just call them brothels set up. And I think they were at embassies where lead you know, chi- high ranking Chinese people would come to this embassy, uh, you name it. So would it be possible if they used the pedo side of things to basically entrap 
high-ranking people, intelligent people, therefore work on these weapon systems yeah. or help pass these weapon systems, help get these weapon systems implemented for a money thing for, you know, you name it. So could that be a possibility? Oh, yeah. It makes sense. Because, like, yeah, that that is 100% true. Neighbors, neighbors near the warehouses said that uh, high-ranking members of the Chinese embassy had come to their uh, residents looking for this warehouse saying that they had uh, seen flyers posted up claiming that it, there there was a brothel in this location where all these kids were. So I don't, yeah, and, and we all know, like at least the main theory when it comes to these child pedo things is that the main, the, the running theory is that they use this as a form of blackmail. Like, okay, now we have you. You have to play ball now. Or maybe it's an enticement thing. Maybe these people were already into it, and they're like, yo, we got the hookup on it. I don't know. Yeah, or, or may, yeah, like maybe they use the kids to get the Chinese embassy over here, and they're like, yo, if you're into that, maybe you'll like to check out what America's doing in the nuclear race. Right, you know, exactly. Come and, come and peep this, too. Yeah, there's definitely some type of connection. It's just that I'm a peon, and I don't see the full chessboard. We're only working with no, what we got. We'll never see the full chessboard. No, 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 no. I'm surprised this even made it to where it made it, to be honest with you. When I found that about them having access to the supercomputer, I'm like, I'm like, that's of course, no joke. yeah, of course they have they have government ties. You know, they're they're using top grade government technology. Yeah, and like I said, you know, you look back at the at the fucking police report that said we just need to watch them. No, no, they're like, watching us. Yeah, you don't <laughs> you don't just say we'll watch human sex trafficking organizations unless there is something else beneficial going on or you don't have upper authorities say the FBI comes in and goes, no, this is a part of our operation. You need to stay the fuck out of it. Like, the normal average guy like Martinez is like, no, I'm taking this bitch to the ground. Yep. Like I'm going, like, I'm, I'm saving these people. This is what I'm going to do. This is the right thing to do. And they squashed him. And they squashed him. They destroyed his life. Yep. So obviously there are way bigger things at play. When I when I found that about the um, the whole Star Wars program being Ronald Reagan's baby, and then that dude wearing the Reagan mask backwards, almost almost reminded me of Epstein with the big fu pictures in his in his yeah. compound. Like he's just saying, yeah, he's and like, I the, might as well, I might as well be the president up here talk, talking. Yeah, you know. Well, and then it's just ironically enough that there's it. It's called the Star Wars program, and then years later, during all this shit. Trump comes out with the Space Force. Yeah, it's I don't I don't, I don't even know. And like man. I, not to change the subject, but like ironic that it goes this direction because I was kind of looking into this that glamorous calling again and they were talking about um and this would have been back in 2016 somewhere around that area maybe earlier, I can't remember, but I remember them mentioning uh the these individuals being able to utilize space weapons. And it's just kind of like, when did this space weapon shit become a thing? Like, cause we had star Wars, right? And that, but that's, that's fiction. Yeah. And then it makes you wonder. And I know, I know it's kind of, it could be considered science fiction. -y, but there are, and just run with me here, audience. <laughs> But you remember all them reports that came out about the California fires, about how they look like high energy oh, yeah. weapons coming down from the sky starting these fires. Yep. There are even motherfuckers out there today, and I swear it, there are people that think the Twin Towers were taken by high energy weapons and not planes. And look, I mean, look at like Savannah Syndrome, where all those U.S. Embassy people yeah. started getting sick just out of nowhere. Like, And they acknowledged that it was an... Uh, basically like a auditory weapon. Yeah, which could easily be sent from satellites yeah, and dialed think in about that. from satellites. Yeah, on specific people. And then on top, of, you if you went that route, find them. Yeah, find them. Prove it. Find who did it. Prove it. Because I'm not looking at outer space. That's like, 
I, I don't know, bro. It's I don't know that that went that did take a a twist that I really didn't see coming. It's and, almost uh, almost just solidifying that they that they are so deep, yeah, within the confines of of the government that they 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 did they did these absolutely atrocious things to these children and just Scott walked away, and that's why that would also explain as to why the game caller why why a lot of these people involved in this organization organization were as confident. And careless as they were, yeah, he's, because he they said, knew. I sent a spy into the CIA. Right, they knew. You, you they had like you can't touch you me. You can't touch me. And like I've always said, and anybody listens to the show for long enough, absolute power corrupts absolute. When you have people in in these positions that know they can get away with whatever they want to get away with, guess what they're gonna do. Anything they want, especially especially when they started like selling little CIA secrets to China. Like, cause that's what they said that they, that was going on. They're like, if you guys, if you guys want to push this, we'll just, we'll just sell this entire fucking supercomputer to Russia. And then guess who's on the bad end of the mutually assured destruction <laughs> deal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Try it. I don't know. That's all I got though. Um, again, I said, if I get any more information, I'll do a third episode, but if anybody wants to look through the reports, just be warned. It does be specific on. Some yeah. Other- I've, I've heard other people talk about Some it. And of the it bad is, shit. It is uncomfortably, like they tell you exactly what happened. It's it. You can easily find it. Just uh, go on the FBI's .gov page or the CIA.gov page. But uh, the CIA one, they're both heavily redacted. Once once ninety three hit, the CIA went in and redacted everything. You can even see where it's marked redacted by CIA, redacted by CIA. So <laughs> the CIA is like, nope, this ain't getting out. It's disclosure, but it's just what they want to disclose. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much my dive into that. Um, again, like I said, if I find out any more, any more information, I'll gladly look into it, but I'm kind of glad to wash my hands of all that. I was going to say, let's, now let's do some fun episodes. Yeah, so <laughs> until next time, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Stay safe, stay weird, and burn the pedophiles. <laughs>